Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, or you've been around for a while, the Truth Seekers Podcast is a place for those who are searching for the truth. What is a truth seeker, you ask? A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Before we begin, I want to let you know how excited I am to announce that in the last three months, we have had over 12,000 downloads on the podcast. You guys are listening from all over the world, from places like Australia, South Africa, Canada, and Britain. Even though you don't see all of the other listeners, you are part of a larger community here on the True Seekers podcast. And to celebrate, I would like to hold a contest. To enter the contest, I would like to hear from you. You hear from me all the time, but I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at truthseekersbiblestories at gmail.com telling me what your favorite story from the Bible is. It can be from any part of the Bible, the Old or the New Testament. It might even be a story that we have already learned here on the podcast. With your parents' permission or help, send an email telling me your favorite Bible story and why it's your favorite. Your email will not be spammed or put on an email list. And once you send the email, you will be entered in a drawing to win the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones, published by Zonder Kids. It's a beautifully written and illustrated hardcover edition of the stories of the Bible that focuses on putting Jesus at the center. I love it, and I'm excited to give it away. That's truthseekersbiblestories at gmail.com telling me your favorite story from the Bible. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sherilyn R. Grant and leave your favorite Bible story in one of the comments on one of my posts. That will work too. All entries will be placed in a drawing and I will announce the winner Monday, October 1st. So start thinking about your favorite Bible story and I cannot wait to hear from you guys. If you've been following along, then you know that we last left the Israelites in the desert where they had to trust God to provide food and water. In our last episode, God miraculously turned bitter water into sweet water for them to drink, and he sent sweet honeycombs of manna for them to eat. But this was not to be the end of their trials. They were about to face even more difficulties. Would they be ready? Had they learned their lesson with the quail and manna to trust the Lord? Have you ever felt like you were having one bad day after another? Maybe you felt like things just didn't seem to get any better. Maybe you felt like just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, something else happens. The Israelites seem to be having one of those times. The Bible says that the Israelites set out once again on their journey, and they traveled from place to place until they came to a place called Rephidim. When they reached this place, they found that there was no water to drink. Oh no, not again! 
Have you ever felt like you were facing the same problem over and over again? Well, here were the Israelites in the same situation as they had been when they first set out on their journey. No water to be found. Now, truth seekers, if you've been listening, what happened the first time the Israelites came to a place where there was no water to drink? All they had in front of them was bitter water. What happened? Do you remember that God turned the bitter water into sweet water for them to drink? Do you think if God provided water for them the first time, that he would do it again a second time? Of course he would. He is a good God. How do you think God will provide water this time? Let's keep going to find out. As soon as the Israelites arrived in Rephidim and they saw there was no water to drink, they began to, yep, you guessed it, grumble and complain again. How quickly they forgot that God had provided water for them before. They grumbled against Moses and said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Oh my, how quickly they forgot what God had done for them. When Moses heard their complaining, he cried out to the Lord and said, What am I to do with these people? They are about to stone me. So, as the good and faithful God that he is, the Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile. And go, I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. Did you hear that? This time, God was going to have Moses strike a rock. Can you imagine? Would you ever have guessed that God would make water come out of a rock? Surely the Israelites would never doubt him again after that. So Moses struck the rock in the sight of the elders of Israel, and water came forth. And Moses named that place Massa and Meribah, which means testing and fighting, because the Israelites had grumbled against the Lord. They still had not believed that the Lord was with them. Poor Israelites, would they ever believe? Well, before they even had time to finish drinking their water, lo and behold, a group of people called the Amalekites came out to Rephidim to attack them. Talk about going from one bad day to the next. The Amalekites had gathered their army together and were on their way to attack the Israelites. Here is a part of the story where we are introduced to a man that will become very important later on in the Bible. His name is Joshua. Moses chose Joshua from the Israelites because he noticed that Joshua was a good leader. And he said to Joshua, Go and choose some of our men and you will go out with them and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow while you are fighting, I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Wait a minute. How would Moses standing on top of a hill with his staff in his hands help Joshua and the men fight against the Amalekites? If you haven't noticed by now, God never does anything the way we expect him to, does he? So Joshua fought the Amalekites. 
as Moses had ordered. And while he was fighting, Moses and Aaron and a man by the name of Hur walked to the top of a hill that overlooked the battlefield. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever Moses lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. While Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that Moses' hands remained steady till sunset. As long as his hands were raised, Joshua overcame the Amalekite army and won. After the battle was over and the Israelites had won, the Lord told Moses to write this day down on a scroll to be remembered by Joshua and all the people as a day the Lord conquered the Amalekites. So Moses built an altar of thanksgiving unto the Lord and he called it the Lord is my banner. Do you know what a banner is? One definition of a banner is like a flag that waves in the air. Most flags have a symbol on them that could represent a certain country or a sports team. Can you think of a time when you have seen a flag waving in the air at a ceremony or a sporting event? In olden days, during battle, they would hold the banner in the air as a symbol of victory or a place of gathering for the soldiers. In this story, as long as the banner of Moses' arms and staff were raised in the air, the Israelites won. The Lord was like a banner that day. He was standing over them, giving them the victory over their enemy. Dear True Seekers, did you notice that God performed not one, but two miracles in our story today? The first miracle he performed was bringing water out of a rock when Moses struck the rock with his staff. The second miracle he performed was that he won the battle for the Israelites against the Amalekites as Moses held his arms and staff in the air. In today's story, God was not only the Israelites' provider, he was their defender. The truth that we find in this story is that when it seems like nothing is going your way, when everything looks like the most impossible situation to you, don't give up. The Lord is ready to do miracles in your life. He is your provider and he is your defender. As you go about your days, don't forget that the Lord is your banner. He stands over you with his protection and love, like a banner flying high. You might even want to create your own banner that you can hang over your bed that says, The Lord is my banner. You have nothing to worry or fear when the Lord is your banner. Can you think of ways the Lord has provided for you and protected you? The Israelites too easily forgot the ways the Lord had taken care of them. I think that I too can be like the Israelites sometimes and forget all the ways that God has taken care of me. When we choose to remember how God has been with us in the past, it will help us to face difficult times in the future. If God has done it before, he will do it again. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Exodus chapter 17. 
Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we come to a very important part of the Israelites' journey. We will learn about Moses and what God gives to him while he is on Mount Sinai. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Father, we thank you that you are our banner. You stand over us with your protection and you provide for us what we need. Help us to remember all the times you have been good to us and taking care of us. And please forgive us for the times we too have complained like the Israelites and forgotten your goodness. Help us, no matter how bad our days get, to trust you and remain thankful. You are so good and you have done so many good things for us. We love you. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. And if you get a chance to leave a review for the podcast, I would be so grateful. We are at 35 reviews right now, and I would love it if you could help us to get to 50. Writing a review or simply leaving a star rating helps the podcast to be found by others and learn about God too. Thank you so much for all of your support and love for the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning about your favorite Bible stories. Again, the email address is truthseekersbiblestories at gmail.com. Talk to you next week.